When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. On Trot's Life, it's time for the Friday Form Panel with Jason Bonington and Nikita Ross. Good morning, punters and friends. Um... <laughs> Walked into quite a quite a little conversation there between Tom Bang and uh, and Skeeter. Penultimate show and final. I, I don't think for some reason I don't think it will be the final Friday form panel ever. But anyway, for now it is. Skeeter, how are you feeling? Uh, good, Bon. I'm up and about today. Actually, um, you know, the last um, uh, yesterday was the last time I'd walk out of the office, and today's the last Friday form panel. And um, but no, feeling good. I think I'm, I'm quite looking forward to this meeting tomorrow night. There's a few. I don't mind. Um, I don't know if you've had a chance to look at prices, but hopefully we can do our, our best work today and uh, find the listeners a few winners. Yeah, I uh, I think we probably can. I, I'm surprised with you. You're um, I don't know what's what, what what's happening behind the scenes, but you're not getting uh, overly sentimental or emotional <laughs> certainly on air. But it's uh, it's also weirdly um, a nice experience in terms of um, you know realizing the impact you've made in. in uh, you know what, what's probably been a relatively short period of time in in the media space. Um, Andy uh, Andy Gath getting himself quite emotional on a couple of occasions, <laughs> both on burning questions and via socials. Um, but the messages you would have gotten and all the rest of it, it's um, it's a nice feeling, isn't it? Oh, one hundred percent. I think I mentioned it uh, when I initially um, said that I was leaving HRV. I was legitimately overwhelmed by the messages I received, um, on, on social media and, um, and people reaching out to me, you know, sending through nice messages privately as well, mm. DM saying, you know, thank you for my contribution and, and I'm just doing my job. Like that's yeah. how I said, I'm just, I'm the lucky because I get to do a job that, that I really enjoy. I'm so passionate about, about the industry and I get to come in and talk rubbish, you know, on a Friday and a Monday with, um, a good friend of mine in yourself, you know, it doesn't feel like work half the time, but, um, so I've been very lucky and, um, to hear that people have enjoyed my contribution is, um, is really overwhelming and I've really appreciated everyone's thoughts over the last few weeks. So yes, it, it is a bit sad. I'm probably not thinking about it too much or otherwise I will get emotional, but, um, no, really enjoyed it and, uh, it's, it's been fantastic. All right. We'll get stuck into the Friday form panel in a moment. I did, uh, I did just, um, uh, send out a little bit of a tweet before we get into tipping horses, right. Um, about the Clarko situation, because everyone's talking about it this morning, obviously, and uh, I'm not having a go at anyone in particular. We will, today, over the course of the next nearly 90 minutes, get a few right and a few wrong in terms of the tips. But we'll be held accountable. Others will hold us accountable. We'll hold ourselves accountable. And never at any stage are we telling you we've got inside information and we've seen the race run already and we know who won. Um, that we've been told that uh, Captain Belisario has won race one. Um 
And for all those thousands of journeys that came out, that have come out over the last uh, couple of weeks and and declared that Clarko's going to Essendon, I, I just there's no accountability for it, is there? That's the uh, that's the issue. Anyway, uh, no mood today either, unfortunately. So we we've got plenty of uh, clear space and another music quiz as we wind up towards a uh, crescendo to find out who's going to walk away the uh, the final champion. Race one on the card. He's a one Metro win affair. And uh, I'm very, very keen on one here, a horse I've got a huge opinion of off the second row, and it's the first leg of your, it's the first leg of your, uh, is my mic off? No. No, I can't hear it anymore. Um, the first leg of your four-leg multi, and it's my best bet on the card. You didn't need to make it a multi because it's come up about dollar sixty, I think. sixty five. Okay. Yes. Um, what, your thoughts on that price, too short? Um, what did I mark, Captain Bellasario? I've marked it uh, $1.70. No, I think it's about right. To be honest, I think he's not 100% guilt edge because he's first up. He's against old opposition, 1,720 metres. But I think on pure ability, he's got about 20 metres on these horses. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, look, he hasn't had stacks of racing, has he? But he's all. it's always been clear that he's above average in ability. He's got a lot of speed. Uh, we last saw him in June where he ran a new track record first up from a spell at Warrigal. So we know Jane Davies can have them fit and ready to go first up. Has trialed at Cranbourne. It was a pretty soft trial. Um, as you mentioned, second row over the short, never easy. But I think he's just too classy for uh, this lot. I think the rest of the field, there's really not that much between them. Um, I think the pegs, as we know, Melton has this huge record, especially in the earlier races, of being pegs dominated. So, um, look, I've gone with Magic Mike for second. Leaves the gate okay without being brilliant. He was disappointing last time out. However, he has done it tough recently, all being well back. So I just think peg line run up there in the mix, it could make the world of difference. So I expect him to run much better. Hayden Bromack can be forgiven for his eighth last time in a brutally run race where Sir Ledic dominated. Prior, he was a good winner and has really consistent form. And um, Sheffield Sparky as well, his uh, past two runs don't look that flash, but he's been back in some stronger races. So uh, having an ec- economical trip again on the pegs, I think he can be running on. So um, I've gone with 10, clear on top of Captain Belisario ahead of one Magic Mike, eight Sheffield Sparky and nine Hayden Bromack. There's no doubt that finding the place getters is a lot harder, I reckon, in this race than finding the winner. And we've gone different ways here. So I'm thinking Captain Belisario just sits back and comes with one run. Is that how you saw it? Uh, yeah, probably. Yep. He's unless, done that they're, befo- unless they're absolutely walking. He's done that before, but he can make a sustained 800 metre run. And I think that's going to bring a couple that are back there um, with him because he's going to lead up that three wide line and whoever jumps on his back um, might be in the mix. Hayden Bromack won uh, a pretty good race two starts back. It's not a bad trailing draw for him. My superannuation's gone to another level. And if it's three wide, one back, and Captain Belisario's cruising into it, then my superannuation might get the tag in. Atlanta the silver medal roll will land on the podium at very least. Magic Mike looks like he's going terribly, but I agree with you. The pole marking draw is going to be a big help. And um, and Major Delico, who was smashed by Lock and Burrow out at the trials, but has really good gates. But if he was able to fire across, find the front, and then they just walk and Captain Belisario just comes with one run, then Major Delico might only have to run sort of high 54s here to um, to figure in the top three, top four. My number's in race one, 10, 9, 11, and a one. And a one. We'll go to our first break, come back with the first song in the music quiz. And I also want to talk about uh, what was uh, a legendary performance by myself in this very studio last night on the Lids Fly. <laughs> on Trot's Life, it's time for the Friday Form Panel with Jason Bonington and Nikita Ross. Nikita. Oh. 
Oh, here I am. No, hang, hang on. I'm barely hanging yeah. on. Here I am once again. I'm totally addicted. Can't deny or pretend. Just thought you were the one. Behind those hazel eyes. Come on! He somehow found it. I was nowhere near it. Oh no! It's actually it's actually a good segue from Tom Bang because anybody who's been on Twitter. And uh, when Clarkson's been uh, trending during the week, have pressed Clarkson. Oh, you've learned a lot about Kelly Clarkson. Kelly, yeah. Oh, that was a yeah. nice way to start behind like those Kelly hazel too. eyes. Um, not speaking of nice way to start, neither of us started our night well last night, Bond, because uh, after we both black book constant and mm. made special mention that it was in on Thursday night at Ballarat. Um, I didn't back at it. Yeah, I forgot all about it too. And I was cooking dinner, just got home, cooking dinner. What were you making? Uh, what did I have last night? A salmon and a bit of a like veggie stir fry. Lovely. Yep. Um, and I got a, a message from Toc, pops up, constant here at Ballarat. And I thought, oh, Toc's sending her a wet weather report. It's constant rain. That's <laughs> on your Toc. <laughs> I don't really, you know. It's constant. It's, it has it's a stop. constant. And, yeah. and I thought, oh, okay. Anyway, d- did not take any notice. And then... Uh, 15 minutes later, the penny dropped and I thought, the horse. He's, mm. he's not talking about the rain. He's talking about the horse. And um, fa- I guess in a way, thankfully, it only paid $1.80. We mm. thought it might be odds, but uh, did get the job done uh, after that amazing performance on Saturday night. I'll give you the gem. I, after nine runs without running a place and all the mistakes, I wouldn't have backed it at $1.80 anyway. Yeah. We, 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 were, we were looking for it to maybe be in a, a yeah. decent race and, and go as well as it did, but... Uh, Pretty nice horse, I think. Um, uh, I tell you what, Toc's amazing for that. There's a few people that you can really rely on to let you know of your own black bookers that they're following. And uh, yes, I uh, I didn't know until you told me, and then you told me it paid sixteen dollars, and I was I started the lids fly, and I thought it was I just about died on it. Um, and by the way, with the revision uh, of Rita Donna dead heating, over two hundred units wow. at Bond Bank last night. Um, Jeez, uh, it was an amazing night. Everyone was absolutely ablaze. Right. Career, career best, PB? Yeah, well and truly. It, it would be up there. It would be one of the, I think, one of the top five um, profits of all all time. <laughs> but I reckon between the three of us, everyone would have been in, like, it was 150 against 160 against 200. It was crazy. Um, race one, by the way, is the Bill Glover Memorial Pace. Mm. Um, and we're memorialising some of the great media identities and uh, Billy Glover was previously heard on an alternate uh, racing radio station and was one of the very best judges of standard bred horse flesh of all time. So that's Bill Glover and race two memorialises uh, Max Agnew, who wrote an infinite number of books on racing and uh, harness racing in particular. So um, thanks for your contribution, Max. And wow, this is now, I messaged you and said, you never actually came through with the market that no. uh, I, I wanted from you. But you said, I said this is just about the hardest race I've ever seen at Metropolitan level, and, and you didn't feel the same way. So help me. Help me, Rhonda. Well, actually, having a look at, at your market, I don't know your selection order, but our markets are, are fairly similar. So I wouldn't be surprised if we're actually on the same wavelength a little bit here. Okay. Um, but there's no doubt it, it's an even race. Um and there's multiple winning chances, but yeah, I've probably put a line through a 
couple of them. Um, I've sided with Majestic Chick here, who was a massive run last time out, galloped early, lost substantial ground, and then uh, made that up, was held up and unlucky and looking for, for gaps. So um, she's obviously a horse that's got her share of manners, manner issues and problems, but there's ability there. So uh, it's a bit of a risk if she does trot all the way, but I think $5, um, I'm happy to, uh, to take a chance. And she goes on top ahead of Valley star who last time out was crossed by. She's a pl- pleasure pretty comfortably. Um, and went to the line untested after failing to get a, a clear run and, um, was jumping well up in grade there. So it was a nice return. No doubt will be better for that run. And I think can put in a, a nice performance here. We heard from Andy yesterday that, um, hopefully can show a bit more gate speed. She's a pleasure goes in for third, uh, has been racing in terrific form, was in a tough race last time out, as mentioned, had a nice trip behind the leader and wasn't too far away. So I think if she can find the top here, if she gets a, a nice cheap quarter, she'll take some take some beating from there. And the fourth, I've gone Kai Valley Finn, who has won plenty of races from soft peg line trips, including two starts back when he was three pegs there at Kilmore, gets that again here, and I don't think we'll be too far away. So I've gone at nine, one, five, and eight. Nine, one, five, and eight. Well, we are on the same page, same four, uh, four numbers, just in a different order. So I've gone five, nine, one, and eight. And I, I admit I've been a little bit cowardly here. Uh, I just settled on She's a Pleasure. Now, my concern, obviously, here is that um, her gate speed, which she does possess, but she she doesn't blaze yet. She could probably begin even quicker than she does, but I think T-Making are, you know, getting her to, as she goes through her grades just to begin nicely and then work forward. Here, that could be a problem because if Valley Star can show some gate speed that we haven't previously seen, and over Sun might even have a crack at the start. Bo Garçon's got gate speed. So we could find a situation where she's a pleasure. I, I wouldn't want to be on her if she's pratted out three and four wide and working forward because I don't know if she's ready to actually, you know, deal with that kind of adversity. But if she's able to find the front, I thought she was the one to beat. Majestic chick, yeah, everyone would have seen it, that last start performance. She came over here from New Zealand with a pretty big reputation, like she was just going to go bang, bang. It, ha- it hasn't worked out that way. She has got some chinks in the armour. Um, I can't, I don't think anybody can fully trust her. But I think on pure ability, she's probably got these covered. Value stars a most interesting situation. So I think in the same race last start, a much stronger race. She's a pleasure was fifteen dollars, and Valley Star was sixty one dollars, and now Valley Star's three fifty for this race from the same draw. Like I don't, it's it's quite bizarre to me. Um, I am concerned about the early speed because I just think they will. A couple drawn outside of Valley Star, I think, will be looking at him and and saying, "Yep." I reckon we're a good chance of uh, getting across here. And I reckon they'll, uh, they could make life difficult on him earlier. But if he's able to hold up early on and keep the front, uh, and, the, and, and and his advantage might be if, as I say, three or four of them all come out, but they don't cross because then they get in each other's road. So third pick, Valley Star, and Kai Valley Finn, for all the reasons you mentioned, in for fourth. But made a killing. If you simply tacked on the 30, 40, 50 metre handicaps, from what he's been doing um, now that he's back to the mobile, but he is a great stand start horse. That's a thing. So, um, but he, like if you purely did it on on a mathematical basis, he'd have to have a hope. And um, and my used to be, we know how well my used to be was going last preparation. Just seems to be um, not trotting overly fluently so far this time in, but certainly has the talent. Five nine one and eight race three is the sole heat of the Tab Vic Bread Championship, and there's only one heat for one reason because Catcher Waves in it. Uh, we spoke to Andy Gath. Um, I reckon it'll be interesting to see the way he's driven because I know that Andy wants to teach him how to race a little bit and that could mean 
um, giving just one or two heart palpitations to those who take the $1.22 if he doesn't whip around and just take the lead mid-race. But either way, um, we looked at some of the real shorties from last weekend, and there were plenty of reasons to take them on. Catch a wave just utterly guilt edged at a dollar twenty two. I'll give you one tip here. He yeah? won't he won't be following out Sassiola. No, that's 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 true. <laughs> we have from that Eddie, yes. <laughs> hey, um I've had a bet in this race, believe it or not. Um the place? Yep. Give it a try, it was two dollars eighty the place. Um and I thought that looked from the draw, I think it can find the top first, and uh, I thought that looked a, a terrific place price. So um, that's my early bet. I have to agree with that. I've had here. Um, but, yeah, worst possible draw for Catch a Wave, um, given he, he can pull hard and um, and all of that. But, gee, he, that trial was, was amazing. Um, he is one of the most exciting horses. I had him in my three horses that I cannot wait to see this um, for the rest of this year in all the features, and he should just be winning this. I can't wait to see what he does um, towards the campaign. Yes, first up, but gee, you know, for Andy to put him here off the back of that trial, um, yeah, he'll just be winning. As I mentioned, give it a try. Really good last week after running on from the back, and his two prior wins were sitting parked. Really impressive. Um, yeah, I thought he looked uh, – I'm pretty confident that he runs a place, so yeah. Yeah. Mm. Quite happy with the two dollars eighty at this point in time. Yep. Um, Arg has the widest back row draw, but he was a really nice winner last time out. Uh, ran good time and had been racing really consistently before that. And Aussie Playboy uh, was good last time out and hadn't had much luck prior. So um, I expect him to put in another nice performance here. So I've gone eight clearly on top. Excited to see him back three eleven ten. It's time for a break, but uh, it's only fitting on Nikita Ross's final Friday form panel that we get. An exact replica first four numbers again <laughs> in the Tab Vicbro Championship. Only heat 8, 3, 11, and 10. I'm with you with give it a try. I think it'll lead, and it might even be able to hold up. And if not, it can just wait for Catch Wave to get there. Uh, clear third pick. I was worried about who you might put in for fourth. There were a couple of opportunities. I was just praying for Aussie Playboy. You stuck him in there. 8, 3, 11, and 10. Break time. Back in a moment. Friday form panel. Stick with us, SEN. On Trot's Life, it's time for the Friday Form Panel with Jason Bonington and Nikita Ross. Um, I know it. Jason. All in my head? And I, I've got it, Nikita. All the things you said. Is it tattoo? Yeah. I don't think she's dead. Pretty poor taste to play a Russian band at this. Anyway. Um, I'm on text, I'm not text machine duty today. Yeah. Apparently. Um, we'll get to the Trotters standing start a little bit later on, but <coughs> Bolter get tomorrow night, Bon. Um, someone has texted in. Yeah. Well, I've got a second pick. Okay. Um, and big fella as well. Um, all the best for your last Friday form panel, Nikita. Let's farewell us with plenty of winners. All the best to you and Jason, of course. Cheers, big fella. Thank you very much, big fella. Have um, yeah had a lot of fun with the big fella family. They're obviously terrific listeners. And fingers crossed, we can find you plenty of winners. Yeah, um, we've still got uh, seven more races to get through. The, the news is hot on our heels, so we might uh, we might take a little sabbatical before we get stuck into that. We've only got six races, as a matter of fact. We we skipped through Catch a Wave pretty quickly, as expected. Really interesting uh, gold sovereign final for the three-year-old Phillies we'll talk about in a moment. And arguably the race of the night. Now, Lock and Varart is returning, and we'll talk about him as well in the My Lightning Blue free-for-all. But the gold sovereign final for the three-year-old Colts and Geldings. 
I'm just saying it a little bit different to everybody else. I think I think it's a very very exciting race with a number of uh, of winning hopes, and they were the two um, two races that I've uh, I've discussed in the article for uh, the trots.com.au and also the Herald Sun tomorrow. And we'll talk about that when we return as well. But for now. There's the hard out music. We'll find out what's happening in the world in a moment. Then come back with the first of our group threes to analyse. Will it be our little jet or will it be just Mickey? Stick with us to find out. The Friday Form Panel with Jason Bonington and Nikita Ross. Nikita. Fireflies? We had this one on. When did we have this on Monday? Is that like a remix? No. It just seems slower. It's a weird place to bring it in. I thought we would start at the starter songs. Oh, What's going on here, Tommy? Don't get shitty. Two one. Two one. Race four is the APG Vic Gold Sovereign Final for the Classic Age Girls. It's only a small field, and really, it's um, it looks like a match race, which is sounds a bit funny because there was a time there where I thought Love Auto Beach was better than. Our little jet, but our little jet, uh, Vado Beach seems to be uh, flatlining at the moment. Our little jet looks the leader, you would think, without us really knowing how quickly Just Mickey can get off the gate. And it may be, it may be, it probably will be crucial to the result. Yeah, I think it will be. Um, I think if Just Mickey can muster and lead and park our little jet, I, I want to be on Just Mickey. But uh, my map of ultimately I came up with is that uh, our little jet with the race experience and, and the gate speed um, gets across. So I think if she does lead our little jet, I can't see a heap of pressure in the race and and therefore I've gone with her. But just Mickey really impressed me on debut um, and I think, yeah, she's a, a massive winning chance and is only going to improve with the more racing that she has. They, quite, they look quite opposites, don't they, going alongside each other. Just Mickey looks sort of a really big horse and uh, is not that much of our little jet, of course, really well related. Um, I've gone with Lock of a Charm for third. Uh, I thought it was really good running on in the heat um, to get past Lovato Beach, who had the perfect trip. So I've flipped them around and gone Lock of a Charm in for third and Lovato Beach in for fourth. So three, one, four, and six, but wouldn't be surprised um, which way it went. Flip the coin. Three, one, six, and four for me. Um, yeah, just love Otto Beach on top of Lock and Var Charm on overall record. But yes, Lock and Var Charm was better than Love Otto Beach, clearly in the sole qualifier for this series. Um, yeah, it will be interesting. I, I just don't know. Second start, whether uh, they'd want to rush Justin Mickey out. Our little jet's got good gate speed. Um, but that's not to say if Justin Mickey, look, I'll, I'll say this pretty confidently. Down the track, Justin Mickey looks like she's going to be yep. the better of the two. Justin Mickey, actually, weirdly, trained by Phil Cherkob, there's a lot of sweet Louise about the way she looks She looks big and strong and cruises. Um, yeah, I, I must say, I, I was in the same boat as you. I was watching the replay and just thinking, geez, I like the look of this filly. She, 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 looks, uh, she looks something. So she might be behind the leader. She was outside the leader in the qualifier. She might be behind the leader and, and 150 metres might be enough time to sprint through. And ultimately, uh, say Love Otto Beach is in the breeze, it might not be able to keep up at some point and Just Mickey might get 200, 250 metres uh, run up. And I think that could be crucial as well. Yeah. If it gets more than 200 metres to have a dip at our little jet, I think it can, I think it can run past it anyway. If the gap's closed, they've walked and they rip home in, you know, 
26-9 or something, which it seems a very likely outcome, then our little jet's just going to be very hard to run past. But I settled on 3, 1, 6, and 4 in the same camp as you, though. I think I certainly wouldn't be surprised if just Mickey won. One more race. Before the next break, the Rob Gaylard Memorial Pace, uh, we're memorialising, as mentioned, uh, or honouring uh, great media identities and uh, Rob Gaylard, right across this, the racing and sporting landscape, of course, he was uh, a major sports reporter, my best memories of him hosting that Wild and Wooly Channel 31 coverage, <laughs> having to look after Hutchie and the like. Uh, I thought from any other draw, Blitzen was a moral. My, my problem with this race is that if Blitzen doesn't win, I have no bloody idea who does. Field job, the first leg of the quaddy. Yeah, look, it's it's tough, isn't it? A really, really tricky race, this one. Um, I've gone with Blitzen on top, but, yeah, um, $2.10, short enough uh, from there. Um, has been in really good form. Would assume they, they would come off the pegs. Uh, in the back of my head, just ever so slightly, is Alan McDonough saying on more, one, more than one occasion they want to drive him a bit quieter. He thought that after he went so well through the Derby series, they drove him sort of like a, a really good horse, a bit tough, and he said he's probably not that. So, um, But in saying that, last time he's, he's breezed and he was dominant. So uh, I think they will be off the pegs and, he, yeah, he's on top, but... Yeah, but not not two dollars ten confidence for mine. Um, I've gone Sanday for second. Took on a much much harder field last time out. Prior he bounced back in the heat, of course, to to something near his best with an all the way win. Um, we have seen him run some really good races over the journey. So um, I think coming from the second row isn't uh, isn't too bad. And uh, at a good price, I've gone Sanday. All shook up, gets the draw. I was able to break through last time after not having much luck prior. Leaves the gate well. Um, but I do think that All Shook Up runs his best races when he isn't used to on, at the start. So it just depends how much he has to do early to hold up. And Rick Riley has, uh, has been away from the winner's list for a while, but has been in much stronger fields. Um, past two, he's taken on Ian Bucky and prior he was unlucky shooting home late. So he flies under the radar a bit and could be right here in this, uh, this race, I think, but loving a Chevy a bit the same. He drops down to this 80 to 89 grade race and always seems to go well. So it's going to be really tempo dependent. I think this, but just about a field job, eight, nine, one, four. Uh, I settled on uh, eight, one, two and four. Well, I have Mark Blitz and $2. Like, I, I've just got a funny feeling that um, he's – sounds weird, doesn't it? Because it's an 80 to 89 race, so we're getting up towards, the, you know, the good horses. But you just wonder whether he's just not a bit better than a good horse. I'm not saying he's a superstar or, uh, you know, a dominant free-for-aller. But one one suspects he will probably get to free-for-all standard. Um, and the thing is, he's got, he's got – I think speed that nothing else in the race has. So the thing about him at the moment, he he might not be a brutal enforcer warrior, but he's able to quite often roll around, sit parked, and not do a lot of work and just beat them for speed through the final eight hundred metres. Like he's a he's a legitimate fifty five and change home horse in his last half. So um, from any position, so I'm going eight. Pretty clearly on top, but I'll be having one quaddy with eight only, and another quaddy with everything else in the field, all shook up. Weirdly, I've, I've made him second, but I'm not really sold on him. I, like, I thought it was a nice enough win um, under unusual circumstances with Gilligan's Island sort of dropping off. And, um, yes, he got home well, but this is a step up in grade again. The two horses who you just get the feeling are going to be beautifully suited here have got to be Major Man Bar and Rick Rowley because they're the warriors of the 80 to 89 world. 
They've been going around in better 80 to 89 races. And uh, they continue to, continue to race well. Major Man Bar was a bit disappointing last start, but two starts back was an eye catcher. Rick Riley was a, was really, really good in that uh, Melton Pace final. So that's my top four. Having said that, I've got a real watch on Art of Sheng Lee. And if it was able to show the speed to find the front here, I think she'd give a hell of a lot of cheek. I think she's trending seriously in the right direction. Eight, one, two, and four for me in the Rob Gaylard Memorial Pace to kick off the quaddie. We'll go for another break, come back, and we'll talk about a couple of massive races. The APG Vic Gold Sovereign Final for the three-year-old boys, and then the Highlands My Lightning Blue Free-for-All. Nathan Jack on Burning Questions told us Lachlan Varart is immoral. Then again, Clark was going to the Bombers. All right, back soon. On Trot's Life, it's time for the Friday Form Panel with Jason Bonington and Nikita Ross. Oh. Ah! Got it? Um. That's not bad, though. Um. You got it? No, hang on. Now, how long are we hanging on for? Friday form battle's nearly over. Uh, it's not, but I've I've gone absolutely blank. Um, know who I want you to know who I am. No. Play a bit more of the song. I know, <laughs> I know it, but I need time to think of myself. It's an absolute belter. Google dolls. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yep. I got it. Have you? Yep. We just to know your life. And I don't want the world to see me. Uh, a little bit more, and then we'll get stuck into a couple of big races. Um, <laughs> race five and race, uh, race six and race seven on the card. Do we open up? Like, no, if Bond doesn't get it, can we open it up again? No, that's not how it works. You know that's not how it Tomo works. Tomo just said yes. He doesn't, he doesn't get the say in this, does he? Yeah, he's It's the, been an established rule. He's the um, the judge. I think it's open up. Do you know it? Uh, he- just stop it. Let me have a think about this for a second now. You can stop the music if you like. It's, um... I don't think it's in the words, is it? I know the movie... I'm not giving away anything. I know the movie it was out of. It was out of uh, that um, Wim Wenders movie. Um, Hang on. The APG Vic Gold Sovereign's nearly on. Yeah. It's nearly been run. Uh, It's called... It's like (laughs) Angels or something. No, no, I can't get the name of it. Hang on, are we opened up? Can I go? Oh, no. This is going to be an executive. We we never have. Tomo's (laughs) running the show. We've never, ever done that. You get one crack. That's why going early is such a dangerous thing to do. He's opening it up. Iris? That's correct. (laughs) My wedding song. Oh, no. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Didn't end great. Um, all right, race six, second well, leg of the quarter. Potentially, that's why, because you uh, don't know your winning song. Yeah. APG, big gold sovereign final for the, uh, the classic age uh, boys. Um, Memorable. Now, tell me this. <laughs> tell me this. Why is everyone so, why is everyone going so nuts over interest free? Um, I, Surely. I, just, I, I don't get this. he's versatile, tough. He's quick. He's tough. He gets the good draw. He's got a lot of things in his favour. He sat, he sat parked and just looked like he 
tried the whole way, didn't give an inch in a just outside of track record time. Against who? Beach Villa. Yeah, isn't it in the same race? Yeah, inside the second round. Isn't brutally handsome? Doesn't doesn't it normally lead and hold the lead? It's over seventeen hundred and twenty meters. <laughs> What's going on here? Um, I don't know. Brutally handsome just hands up to interest free here. I, I don't I, I don't get it to be honest. I mean, I know brutally handsome's going to find it hard to win, but. If it does lead, but who knows? The other thing I was I, wondering. I nearly think, I actually nearly think, though, it would be in Brutally Handsome's best interest to hand up because you've got Beach Villa on your back. But you're not going to run past, you can, I, I know what you're saying, but you're not going to run past interest free, are you? No. Here, I, I, here's another question about the race, right? All the way outside, like on the outside of the front row, there's quite a bit of gate speed. Probably the likely scenario says that none of them scenario says that none of them are going to use it. But if they did, interest free isn't just Johnny on the spot ready to take the lead anyway. Mm. Can it? Will any? Will, can you foresee Mac Assassin or Nineteenth Man or Ugachaka or um, Jaws of Lincoln having a dip at the start? Uh I wouldn't totally rule it out, but I would just lean to get towards, in front of interest-free uh, if would, nothing else. Yeah, I'd lean more towards no. Okay. Maybe like Mac Assassin are coming a long way. Maybe you know. Macacaca. <laughs> <laughs> Scenario Macacaca. Right. So you've got interest-free on top. Yep. Obviously. Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. I think so just. <laughs> even though you're putting him, um, well, just not as sure. bad yep. as everyone's putting poor old Baron Zeus, who we'll talk about later. Um. Yeah, look, I just think, look, I hope if if he does find the front, I'm much more confident. If he doesn't, can still win the race. Um, I think he can overcome different scenarios. So, um, yep, him on top for me, um, for all the reasons I already mentioned. Beach Villa, really good winner of his heat. Again, we've mentioned just outside the track record. Overall, he's been a fraction inconsistent throughout his career, but I feel like lately he's put it all together and he's been racing much more consistently. Uh, but draws to get a good trip here, but... It's still a little bit sticky. He's relying on that sprint lane, obviously. Kafaji was super in his heat. Um, he Well, it wasn't super that he galloped early, locked wheels, knocked over big bad Aussie, but um, he he made up really good ground after that. Uh, they went three seconds slower in that heat with Brutally Handsome in it, though, than they did um, in Interest Free and Beach Villa's heat. So there's a fair bit of difference there. Um, yeah, so Kafaji, there's no doubt he's got the ability, but just needs to do everything right. And I've got Brutally Handsome in for fourth, who is a much better horse than his three wins to date suggest. Uh, could be the leader, and despite copping a bit of pressure um, in that heat, still went well. As I mentioned, though, it was a lot slower than the other heat. He was just run over late. But um, tactics will be interesting. Uh, look, I wouldn't be shocked either way if they hold up, or I wouldn't be shocked if they do hand up. So, um, yeah, it will be a, a great race. Really looking forward to this one. Two, eight, 11, and one. Uh, and I've gone two, eleven, eight, and one. Um, here's a couple of stats for you. Brutally handsome has led six times in his last 20 starts and held the top five times. Interest free has been in the breeze. Seven of his last 20 won twice and placed on four occasions. I, he's my on top selection. I just think that, um, He's too short, but he's uh, even if he doesn't lead, there's a good chance Kafaji would come around and give him cover, and he'd be in the one-one and ready to ready to rip and roll anyway. So um, yes, I've got him on top, but I thought I marked him two fifty. Um, Kafaji, 
yeah, pretty amazing. You don't get too many heats of series like this where over a mile where there's three seconds between the times, do you? So there's no doubting which was the better uh, qualifier. But Kafaji's always had this boom on him. Um, I thought a couple of times there was one race where he led in catch a wave, swallowed him up like Jonah and the whale, and you just thought, has this bro- will this break Kafaji's spirit? But he still seems like the horse that's going to – that family has been renowned for uh, getting better as they get older, the uh, Trebler Trebler family. So I think he's a big, strong, powerful customer. Um, although Nathan Jack's uh, confidence in interest-free was um, concerning when he's on Kafaji, I think. So uh, it's second pick. Third pick, Beach Villa. If brutally handsome leads, interest-free tries to control the race outside the leader, hoping that nobody makes a move and they, they go a lot slower than expected – then uh, Beach Villa might get one last crack at them. And Brutally Handsome, I don't think, can win, but won't be too far away by the same measure. They did go 56, but he was bothered in front throughout in the qualifier. Jaws of Lincoln was just gifted one of the all-time drives by the love bug in the, in the heat. Gate 7 looks too hard, but when they're winning, it's sometimes hard to know what what the scope is. Um, and Scully does a very good job with the uh, the horses that he's had over the years. Headlined, of course, by Emin Macker. 2-11, 8-1 for me. Very similar numbers in the Gold Sovereign final for the boys. Now, let's get to the big stuff. The Highlands, my lightning blue free-for-all. Lock and var out the arty party. Have you refreshed your screen this morning? Supreme Dominator is out. Isn't that interesting? Um, okay. So that brings Lock and Varad into three off the second row. Mm. Uh, he was going to follow out Reactor now. He follows out Ruckham Up Tiger Pie. Or can, no, he's, mm. I don't think it's, I don't think it's, well, it's one less horse to run past and it's no, one he, of the only winning rivals. He, he follows out Bonzel Benjamin now because Yorkshire starts. Oh, of course. Oh, dear me. <laughs> and was heavily back during the week. Okay. No, oh yes, yeah. Oh well, that's that's huge. If he's ready, if he's if he's able to get uh, get that close that quickly, then he he probably he probably does win. But having said that, still he's still outside the second row over a mile. First up for what is it? Um, six seven months, six months. So it's not going to be. It's still not going to be easy. But uh, it's very interesting, isn't it? It is. Um, look on. On that information alone, um, I I'm going to change my selections because. <laughs> Did you not have him on top? No. All oh, right. Um, because look, I, I I wasn't sure. I flipped and flopped, and then I thought, um, just uh, yeah, I just thought Torrid Saints going to be in front of him and um, pressing on, and but yeah, look at looking at that map now, that changes things massively because we know Bonsell Benjamin's the quickest horse off the front row. Artie's going to be following him through, and there's every chance that he could be in front of Torrid Saint and Tango Tara now. Well, well, I think critically, even if he's not, he's in the running line. He hasn't. He's not way back. No. So, um, and the way Nathan was talking is slicing through and then pushing out and yeah, he's not going to go back and come with one run. They're going to put him into the race. He's going to be there. So, um, and I sort of thought if I go to, to, if I, I felt like I was shooting Bambi a little bit. I thought if I go, if I go with Torrid Saint, Lockmarat wins, I'm happy because 
the champs back. But, yeah, I, I'm going Lochinver right now ahead of Torrid Saint, who, as I've mentioned, uh, I thought it was almost career-best performance last week. He's flying, gets that front row again. Um, slight concern how much he has to do early, but you would think they're going to press forward being over the short trip. Um, I've gone with Tango Tara next, who, again, is racing so well, but just always, as Andy mentioned, always seems to map tricky or, or have bad draws. So, um, and then for fourth, well, <laughs> we've got to reassess this now because uh, obviously Supreme Dominator's out, so I'll come back to you with that. Um, <laughs> I'll give you three numbers for now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he should be winning. The only thing that, that might be able to... To be honest, and I've, I've mentioned it in uh, my uh, my tab previews that everyone really wants Lock and Barrett to come back and yeah. win. So what we do with, uh, I got pretty uh, pretty deep and profound in the in the article actually, but really there's something about um, sporting champions that like we need them to be invincible. There's there's something there's something in us that just wants them to go out and overcome all obstacles. Mm-hmm. Now he's he's going to have to overcome less obstacles than we thought, but we just sort of look, look at Locke and Varad. And that this was even played out, I think, in his so-called failed summer preparation. He got beaten three times. He was massive every time, but it left a hollow feeling in everyone because they were like, oh, I thought this was this horse was bottomless. He, he could do anything because w- when he's been at his best, he has looked Lazarus-like, like as, as though there was n- nothing that could stop him. He's Hunter Cup, yeah. But um, uh, it remains to be seen whether he's back to that level, but uh, I, I think he'll be winning. I want him to win, but I also want – I kind of want him to ha- have to overcome some obstacles to win. I got no. I still Im- think he does. I've got no yeah. – Im- this is what I'd like to see, and I've got we, we got no impression really from Andy Gath that this would happen – uh, I'm burning questions, but I'd love to see Tango Tara really push forward hard, get up into the breeze outside B- Bonsell Benjamin, and then when Lock and Varart comes around, Tango Tara, it's only a mile, foot to the floor, take on Bonsell Benjamin, no breeze for you, roll to the lead even, make Lock and Varart work. I don't think it's going to break Tango Tara. He's had a few runs back this time in, so it's not like he's. it's going to cook him, I don't think. That's what I'd like to see. Whether we do or not is up for some conjecture. 11 on top, Lock and Varat. You're still working on your fourth tip. Um, six, uh, Torrid Saint in for second. I think if it goes forward and gets uh, cover off Tango, Tango Tara early and then um, even if Lock and Varat progresses around them, it's going to be in a good spot to run top two or top three at very worst. They should comprise the trifecta. Tango Tara, the overs in for third and for fourth. I'm going to throw in... Uh, Rack'em Up Tiger Pie. I thought Bonzo Benjamin was a lot better last start, but Rack'em Up Tiger Pie... Could get into a relatively nice position here, and um, I've got it in for fourth, but I think it actually helps Bonsell Benjamin's case here because if Lock and Varart's around a challenge sooner rather than later, then Bonsell Benjamin's only going to have to work in the initial stages and then have a horse to follow. So 11, 6, and 7, and then I've gone number four, but I could have thrown in number three. What have you settled on for fourth? Yeah, I'll go with Bonsell Benjamin just because I think he's going to be on the pegs. We know they'll run time um, better last time. Obviously still um, not at his absolute best, it's fair to say, but, uh, yeah, an improved performance last time out, getting fitter, and uh, he'll be on the pegs. All right, we've got two races to go. Time to go to the news. When we come back, we'll talk about the horse uh, Nathan Jack believes is a uh, weak-willed favourite at $1.70, and uh, also the final race where... Pull the other leg. No, don't know if Andy Gass even met the horse, but best betted him on uh, on burning questions. We'll talk about those races when we return on SEN Track. 
on Trot's Life, it's time for the Friday Form Panel with Jason Bonington and Nikita Ross. Jason. Up high and down low and nowhere, wherever you may go. Wherever you, wherever you may go? I believe that's the name of the song. Isn't it Will Go? Wherever you will go, may go. You weren't going to get me on a Will May, were you? No, no. I was just, just asking for clarification in case someone wants to look it up. On very, it's, it's, a, no, no, it's no. a very competitive environment. <laughs> three all? Three all? Uh, no, no, three two to you. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so I've still got a little fight back to try and, uh, yeah, three two. Uh, Tom Bang just confirming the scores via his phalanges, his fingers. Right, um, let's move on to the hip pocket cool to crown at Group 3 level. The standing start races are, so I left it to last, like leaving your Brussels sprouts till the end of the meal. Oh, I like Brussels sprouts. Oh, how, honestly, tastes like vomit. <laughs> they don't. They taste You've like got to cook vomit. You've them right. I don't think there's any cooking of a Brussels Tom sprout. I like that's good. <laughs> you like Brussels sprouts, Tom Bain? No. Oh, well, what was the tick then? <laughs> Yeah, that's, that tastes like vomit. He's, he was a ding for the vomit. It was a delayed. Uh, they're just awful. They're just, just awful. I don't know what happened when when I was a kid, but there was one. There was one incident. I, don't, I may have discussed this on radio before, but where apparently Brussels sprouts were found uh, in the toilet um, when I was a kid, and my and my old man and uh, my mother, my old man in particular, said, "We know you did it." We know you you ducked off to the toilet, and I honestly hadn't done it. So whether my late brother Adi had actually been responsible or what happened there, but I was I was drawn and quartered. They stoned me to death and said, "I." I but what, I mean, that's not even a good plan. Why would you just go d- dump Brussels sprouts in the dunny and hope nobody saw them? Do you know who one of my best? Um, we've got a little bit of time, don't we? Uh, a little, yeah. One of my best trying to you know deny, deny, deny. Um, my name was etched, like <clears throat> scratched into. The dresser, like the, you know, the dressing. Yeah, um, yeah, dressing table type yeah. situation. Oh, chest of drawers. Okay, yeah, yeah. In mum and dad's room. And Nikita was engraved into it. Mm-hmm. I said, it wasn't me. <laughs> it was my sister. <laughs> I don't think she could write at the time. She might have been four or five. I was a couple of years older. And you also um, thought, you were also trying to convince <laughs> your parents, your, your sister was so in love with you and, and, and idolised you so much. I could go with my name, yeah. but I'm not. I'm going to go with Nikita's. So as it turned out, I probably should have just told, told the truth from the start because it's, um, yeah, they didn't buy that one and I, uh, I was in trouble. What, how did you, <laughs> how did you think you were going to get away with that? I don't that? know. I think I was six or seven. Different people have, like, ta- like, like you can tag some sort of thing. You, why would you, you know, do it in the first place? I don't know. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Uh, <laughs> I used to just write Metallica everywhere. What a little. Yeah, I was a head. fairly good child overall. That was probably one of the, you know. No doubt. I'm actually shocked to hear this story. I've got a slightly <laughs> different opinion of it, to be honest. <laughs> the fact that you, you brazenly just. But I'll tell you, it, it, once. Lying is not good out there, as we all know. But once you've started, you just got to keep going with it. <laughs> because you can't then say, oh, no, it was me, because they're going to say, well, you lied. I'm like, yeah, but do I get any points off? Nobody gives you points off when you tell the truth after the eighth denial. Yeah, well, that's why you just tell the truth from the start. I'm big on that. Yeah. Truth. No, I'm, I'm big on the truth as well. Um, race eight. Yeah, uh, yeah Elderberry and Zeus. These standing starts. We saw a couple of weeks ago. So Vacation Neil comes out and beats 
Maori Laura and nephew of Sunoco last start when leading off 10 metres can't beat I'm a Maori Jet and peaks luck. Um, but we also did discuss that she had a better second up record. True, true, and and she's a far better leader. The question mark here really is for Elder Elder Barons is, is a um, a versatile character, mm-hmm. but there is. I wonder, certainly Nathan, uh, Jack and Andy Gath probably weren't necessarily in agreement, but I kind of thought to myself, even though the time was moderate, does that first up win in the overall record potentially give Elder Baron Zeus the intimidation factor to say, if you get close enough to the lead, you get it anyway? I, I was hoping that might be the case. Potentially, yeah. Look, I'm I'm a much much keener on Elder Baron Zeus than uh, than our two panelists yesterday. That is for sure. Who uh, were willing to risk him a little bit? Um, as I mentioned, he's had the seven standing starts in his career for four wins. Um, I thought he was good last time out, and his trial as well. It wasn't just you know, yes, they didn't run that much time, but. I thought he looked really sharp in that trial against the Pacers leading up to his first up run. So I think he's a nice progressive horse. I think he's come back really well, this preparation, and uh, and I've got him on top. 20 metres, different story, um, but I think if he can begin well enough, it's over the long trip, so he's got a bit of time. Um, yep, him on top for me. Cleverly Hotspur hasn't been at his best, this preparation. However, last start was better, I thought. So if he can continue to show improvement, he's got the front row draw advantage here. Um, he goes in. I've gone a, a Lil's trifecta with uh, one of the outsiders, actually, or one of big odds, Robbie Royale, begins really well from the stands. We know that. He's going to make up that 10 ground, 10 metres ground um, quickly, and he's got plenty of experience over the over the longer trip. He's a Country Cup specialist. So I think he was uh, $19 or $21, so I've thrown him in. And uh, Baltica, your horse, Excellent first run back. Would have challenged the winner. Potentially could have won if uh, if she had have got any luck. Uh, much to your dismay. Four attempts from the standing starts for two wins and two seconds. So again, um, that would suggest that she lives well and and goes in as well. So I've gone nine, four, ten, and three. I spent an eternity in this race as you always do with stand starts, going back through and seeing how they step. Um, I wouldn't really advocate in this quaddy. To have Blitzen one out and Elder Baron Zeus one out in one quaddy, then the rest of the field into Elder Baron Zeus, and then Blitzen into the rest of the field, leaving out Elder Baron Zeus. So either one of the two to win, or both of them to win. Um, I think one of the two probably will. So I'm with Elder Baron Zeus. The thing about Elder Baron Zeus and the 2760, which he's also won over, so not only has he got a great standing start record, he's got a great long trip record. Uh, from limited exposure, is that he has speed to burn. The only other horse, in my opinion, that has the same level of speed as him here is Clive Valley Hotspur, and he's and he's feeling his way through trying to get back into the zone at the moment. He was better last start, but he still wasn't really, really good, as good as he can be. So you get the feeling that Elder Baron Zeus, even if a couple of things don't work out, might just be able to rip and roar past them. I think he's beat his... Funnily enough, I feel like I've been the one who's underrated him all the way through, and now I feel like other people are underrating him now, and I'm, I've hopped on. Um, so he's a clear on-top selection for me. But you can make a case for just about everything here. And, and there's a number of runners that do step well. I've got Baltiger in for second um, uh, for all the reasons I mentioned. First up run was excellent. I think she's still underrated, Baltiger. I don't think people quite know how good she is. She was a very late starter, as we know. I think she's... Uh, 
There was an indication the way she was travelling in the run first up from a break last start when seemingly underdone that tells me she's in for a um, career-best preparation. Brandlow Prince um, adds quality. Who's the man is a good chance of finding the pegs first and having a great run from there. But the two very fastest beginners, really, well-defined is hit and miss, but when well-defined steps... He flies out, and he, like he can nearly lead these off 10 metres. And Robbie Royale's the other one who begins really quickly. And even one of our black bookers here, at 50 to 1, Zarem might be able to be coiled up here. They all might try and make mid-race moves, make life hard for older Baron Zeus. I'd be looking for something to back in this race that you that you, you like at 34 or $51. And I would be saying, Zarem, I'd be having something on Zarem, uh, and even those two really quick beginners may be well-defined and Robbie Royale. They're all massive odds. Yep. Yeah. Robbie Royale is probably my my roughie of the meeting. Um, I, I, like, I am keen on Elder Baron Zeus, but if he's not going to win, I think it's, yeah, like I said, I, I think he was $19. Um, we know he's got the runs on the ball. We know he can handle the trip. We know he steps well. Um, and he had no luck last time. So um, he's an experienced campaigner, 19 and 360. Um, yeah, that's my roughie of the meeting. Was that a little nibble? He was $23, I think, at one point. Um, final race in the car. Then we'll go for a final break, come back and give our best bets and all the rest. We've got two more breaks. We might as well go for one now, Tom Bang. Thanks very much. That's going to help me with the music quiz, as a matter of fact. We'll go for a break, come back, talk about race nine. Uh, we're told pull the other leg will be winning. Uh, it's a dollar eighty and... I've got to make up my mind. Last time I changed my mind based on the information I got from uh, the periphery was last weekend and it didn't work out well. Am I going to change my mind again? Let me think about it for about four minutes during this break. On Trot's Life, it's time for the Friday Form Panel with Jason Bonington and Nikita Ross. Jason. Cool. i trying to figure out this. Take me by the hand, take me somewhere new. I don't know who I am, but I... I'm with you. Yeah. Come on, Avril! <laughs> you play Avril for him? Come, Come on, Avril! On. You know he's an Avril nut. Come on. You got the last Avril, I think. Yeah, I did. Mm. <laughs> yeah, 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 I did. Look to moderate all of that. Yes, I did, actually. Yeah, but it's... it's I was it's probably lucky. Damn cool life. Um, all right. Final event, uh, pull the other leg. Yep. I don't know. I went back and was, couldn't see too much um, from from its New Zealand form. Although it has, you know, it's um, it, it comes over from New Zealand with the kind of record and the amount of prize money that they normally can uh, win some races over here. And this is not a strong race. Nope. At metropolitan, well, not a metropolitan race, but um, these races are, you know, typically. Typically difficult. Uh, if he is good enough, I'm, well, he should just be turning up and winning. And I will change my mind because, again, a little bit like last week, I don't, I don't have enough information at my disposal. So if Andy says he's, I trust Andy enough that if uh, he says that he should be winning, then uh, I'll go with him on top. But I thought the Rock and Roll King and Guilty by the Beach were the major dangers. Yeah, it's a um, look. It, probably one of the harder races of the night. Really, um, <laughs> I messaged Andy yesterday. Uh, when I was doing this race and I said, this is the last race of form I'm doing and you're making me go and uh, go and watch Kiwi replays because there's no trial over here. But um, look, I'll put him on top. Um, I went and watched a couple of replays, um, a lot of standing start form, obviously, over there in New Zealand and other times he was drawn wide and taken off the gate. So, uh, But 
we heard from Andy, he's confident he can lead and uh, and be too good. So as you mentioned, it's not a super strong race. Form doesn't look great. Um, he's short enough, but yeah, I've got him on top. Um, I've actually got one. I had a look this morning. I, I opened the fields and thought, Bond's marked one fifty to one here. I'm going to go see what it is. I'll have a bet at fifty to one, and um, it was eight fifty. The one Kavik. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just thought its trials weren't too bad. You're looking at me like I've just said I've just sworn on air, but um, I thought it was pretty. The times weren't too bad at the trials. Um, they were quite trials going to be behind the leader over the short trip, change of stable, you know, ticks a few boxes. So uh, I've got thrown it in. Uh, a million promises probably has to go back, but a big class drop from what um, he has been racing against and guilty by the beach. was good last time out, has some tricks and uh, they request that he stays out of the draw, but will be running on, you would think. Um, the Rock and Roll King, uh, I've been keen on him a couple of times. There's no doubt he can run a race, um, but it's just so even Wonga Lake has been in terrific form really against the mayor's races uh, prior to last start. So, you know, you couldn't rule her out either. It's a really, really tricky race to finish the card, but hopefully pull the other leg can just lead, get the job done and, uh, be the end of my four leg multi bond. Um, Two, one, seven, eleven. Good luck. I've, I've got to say, I never, ever, ever do this, but somehow I've, Neglected, I think, to to watch the Kavik trials. I don't know. I, I don't know how that transpired. So I've read one wrong. I think where uh, it's going to be a lot shorter than fit. Well, it is already, and uh, I, don't, I still don't think. I'm I'm just looking at the times, and I'd have to go back and watch the trials. But um, they don't look spectacular in terms of the times. But I'll pull the other leg on top. Um, don't know enough about it. As I say, trust in Andy. Trust in the APG. Andrew Patrick Gath. Um, I did want to back the Rock and Roll King. I reckon it was a couple of weeks back in that race, Balenciaga one. And the Rock and Roll King would definitely have won it. But it was scratched. scratched. And when they're scratched, there's always a little concern in the back of your mind. Because it was – sometimes a horse is scratched because, well, they get a vet certificate or something. But, you know, it's an unsuitable affair. Um, it was a suitable race, and that makes you worry. You know, it's it's changed hands and yada, yada, yada. So, um. But if it could come back and run those last two runs when driven ice cold, it was going really well. Um, uh, guilty by the beach, he's in the mix as well. Um, wide second line draw. I mean, we're talking about Lock and Barat struggling to overcome it. So good luck for Guilty by the beach. Different grade of race, but uh, it goes in the mix. And then uh, pocket the deal. A million promises actually. It wouldn't shock me if a million promises improved sharply. This is a much, much easier race mm. than it's been contesting, and it did catch the eye. We wanted to, we wanted it in a, in a better race last week based on a luckless run the time before. It's run some good races, but um, drawing gate seven for a likely go-back horse over 1,720, they're the concern. So, in conclusion, if pull the other leg is um, is pretty good or even good or even half good, it should be winning the race. That's the conclusion of the Friday form panel in terms of the tips. We'll go to our final break, come back with our best bets and a conclusion to the final Friday form panel music quiz. Three all is the score. On Trot's Life, it's time for the Friday form panel with Jason Bonington and Nikita Ross. Jason. What are you waiting for? And it's the hardest racing horse. That's not bad. 
That, that's you've still got one. You've still got Monday. I reckon since since you're not going to give me an inch, are you? Since the <laughs> final battle, no, no way. <laughs> and I wouldn't want you to either. No, nah. no. I got so competitive and uh, got to where I'm in life because my old man never let me, never let us win a game of cards, never let us win anything. You had to fight for it. Um, who trained that? Was it Marnie Bibby? Maybe. Best bets. Yes. Um, look, I'm, I'm going to go interest-free. Interest-free is my best. Shake your head all you like. Uh, my value, race two, Majestic Chick at $5. And my roughie, uh, race eight in the trotters, Robbie Royale each way. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not uh, – yeah, I don't know, but Captain Belisario is going to be my best. I know he's yeah, well, only $1. I, sixty, but I was I was trying to avoid any dollar sixty pops for my best. So. That's okay. Dollar forty is a problem. Dollar sixty is sixty five. You told me that's okay. Um, in terms of value, I reckon um, I reckon trying to find something in the trotting races, but I'd literally be playing. Yeah, I'll go Zarem as my as my big roughy on the card and. Anything else we can find? Oh, Major Manbar and Rick Rowley won by three. I'm not sure it's going to be a card where I'm going to be punting extremely heavily because the prices are all pretty close to bang on, I would have thought. And um, the interest-free deluge, I have got it on top as well, but I feel like I can't I can't uh, back against him. I'll be playing early quarters and quarters as well. And my game, my game plan will be up tomorrow. Um, but for the next couple of days, it's going to be the celebration of Skeeter as we uh, as we continue the the uh, the long road to, to bidding you farewell. So um, a couple of light refreshments tonight, and then maybe a couple more light refreshments tomorrow. Punting uh, will depend on how we got the valley tomorrow, maybe. Yes, um, and uh, and how you're feeling because typically speaking. Not trained by Andy Gath or Matty Craven. The 24-hour backup has not always been kind to you. Never, never. So uh, I'm hoping you give. I'm hoping you give a bit of a yelp tonight, though, because uh, a great colleague of ours from back in the day, Timmy Hallett, is and Jesse Gray. He'll be there as well. Uh, Jesse will probably returning. beat the races, though, won't he? As well. No. Okay, so this is uh, this is the one night only with him. So I don't want to see. You, I don't want to see you ducking off at nine o'clock. But remember to drink wise and look after yourself. Well done, Skeeter. Thank you, Bon. It's been uh, a lot of fun. Hopefully we've found some winners today. Final Friday form panel. And for those wondering, uh, Dan Malecki will be joining us for uh, coming weeks on the Friday form panel. So that's going to be a lot of fun as well to have the voice of Victorian Harness Racing as part of the SEN track team on one of our most important days, the FFP. All right. Au revoir. Hopefully you've enjoyed. You've got one more day with Skeeter coming out Monday. Don't miss it for Metrospective. Goodbye.